Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Blast, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bo Marshani, and as always, we appreciate you stopping by Apple Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Block Talk Radio, all outlets to download and listen to our featured guests that we bring to you as we count down the dates to this 2021 NFL Draft. And tonight, our main man, our NFL Draft guru, a director of All-Star Games, NFL agent, NFL insider, None other than Justin Van Fulpen. You can check out his website, Football Next Level. Great insight there that you will not find anywhere else, and I promise you that if you visit his site and you don't see original content that you really do not find anywhere else, you can hit me up on Twitter and tell me that I'm wrong. And I, I said I think it will just be an added addition. If you love the game of football, the National Football League, college rankings, there's none other, no one better than our guest today, Justin Van Fulpen. You can follow him on Twitter at J Van Fulpen. That's J-V-A-N-F-U-L-P-E-N. Justin, we just got done wrapping up the quarterback previews, and if the folks want to listen to that, they can. But now you're going to break down the top five running backs of this draft class and a sleeper pick. And that guy can be anywhere, but one guy that you like a lot that might not get the hype as the others. But welcome back to the program. Um, Who's the number one guy off the board for you in this running back class? Well, you know, I think in terms of the running back, obviously there's, there's been kind of that in terms of in the first round, you know, hasn't been, you know, a guy that people have really loved, you know, since maybe a Saquon Barkley. Obviously, we know in terms of the Chiefs, you know, drafted a running back in the, you know, the 32nd pick, you know, last year. But besides uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, no one else went in the first round at the running back position. And, and I don't know if we're going to get a running back in the first round as uh, far as this year, and, and again, I think there's three guys, you know, in terms of uh, that that are there. I think three guys ahead of kind of the, the rest of the pack. And I think in terms of we ha- there's not been a demarcation over any of these three guys. When you talk to the running back coaches or as far as the evaluators um, there, in terms of everybody's kind of got a different ranking, a different flavor um, as far as that they they like better. Is it chocolate? Is it vanilla? Is it strawberry? Uh, there, but but I'll. I'll Go ahead, as far as my first, you know, as far as running back, if I said, hey, you know, you've got to take one, you've got to say, okay, who's one over the other? I think you've got to go with Najee Harris out of Alabama. You know, this guy showed this season as far as why he can be a workhorse running back. We saw as far as what Derrick Henry provides for the Tennessee Titans, you know, what he has done over the last couple of years. And I'm not saying as far as, you know, Najee Harris is Derrick Henry in terms of size, uh, there, but I think in terms of he's a three-down back. He's a guy who you know can run the ball not only through the t- between the tackles, but also on the outside. Got some speed. He can catch the football not only just in the screen, you know, screen game, but you can get him as far as wheel routes. You can kind of line him in the slot and do different things with him. He's a guy who's got great size. He's six-two, two hundred thirty pounds. He's got as far as a breakaway speed. What we've seen there, 
And again, you know, Alabama running backs, you know, have been productive in the NFL. Again, we've talked Derrick Henry. And we talked as far as Mark Ingram, uh, as far as former, you know, who was a former Heisman Trophy uh, winner, what he's been able to do in the NFL. You've got, as far as Kenyon Drake, he just got paid with the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. So, again, uh, as far as T.J. Yeldon's in, you know, in the league from there, uh, from, you know, University of Alabama. So Alabama's have always been good running backs there with the Nick Saban. They haven't put a ton of, you know, as far as tread on the tires of there. Josh Jacobs, you know, wasn't even a starter, and he was a first-round uh, as far as draft pick there and been really productive there in the university, uh, out of the University of Alabama. So I think in terms of that would be my number one, you know, running back. I don't think there's a, a big gap between two and three. Uh, I do think Najee Harris has got a shot to go in the first round, maybe to Buffalo late. They need it as far as a, a, a running game there to be able to go kind of get back to what they had uh, back in the day with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Andre Reed. They've got their Jim Kelly. They've got their Andre Reed, but they really don't have their Thurman Thomas. So do they draft their running back here late? Kind of what uh, the Kansas City Chiefs did, you know, as far as last year, late in the first round, go get that running back, go get that workhorse, help you know, as far as a, a Josh Allen, uh, help us Stephon Diggs, help as far as um, Emmanuel Sanders, who they just picked up there. Uh, there, So I could think they, they could be there, but I don't think, you know, nobody's going to go and, and draft a running back in the top 15, the top 20. But, again, we get later in that first round there on Thursday night there in Cleveland, Ohio. We could potentially see Najee Harris be a first-round pick. I love it. You know, I really adore the way Najee Harris plays, and I think character-wise, I think I think that's going to be another bonus for him when he goes through this draft process and does his Zoom interviews, and teams really get to know him. I thought he, uh, you know, I heard good feedback down from the Senior Bowl in terms of uh, how that went, and hopefully, um, he follows in the trend of the. Josh Jacobs and the Derrick Henrys and doesn't follow in the uh, Bama uh, Eddie Lacy Trent Richardson route. So hopefully uh, his career ends up on the positive side of all those numerous productive Bama running backs that we've seen over the uh, decades with uh, Nick Saban at the helm at Bama. Now, now you, you know you, you said you know Najee is probably the possible first pick or the you know can make it in the first round. And you said this is kind of where it gets murky. This is kind of where preference may prevail more than just everyone saying hey this is the number two guy but with that said who's the guy that you're looking at second you know I think Travis Etienne um you know we talked a little bit about in terms of the talent that uh that Trevor Lawrence had there at Clemson and he was definitely you know one you know for as a main you know kind of workhorse a lot of people were surprised that he came back for his senior season people thought he would have been in, in last year's you know draft but you know, I think that's a, a credit to him, you know, that he's a guy who wanted to help try to win Clemson another national championship, uh, you know, and that was definitely as far as we see his ability to be a home run hitter, uh, be able to also have some – put on some added weight, be able to run between the tackles uh, there, there at Clemson, can catch the football, a great – again, another three-down running back. He's not as big as Najee Harris, and I think that's where people will say, okay, hey, we'll take Najee over Travis Etienne, but still Travis Etienne is a legit home run hitter, a legit NFL three-down running back. And, again, I, again, like I said, I don't think there's a lot of difference between these top three guys uh, there. Uh, and so a lot of people have ETN as their number one running back. I would take Najee over ETN, but ETN's right there. Wonderful. And, and, and then ETN, you're right. You know, he comes back. I think everyone thought he was going to be a guy who declared last year, but he, he returned. And 
you know, I think Clemson was, you know, big powerful program. Another year of Trevor Lawrence, you figure, hey, we're all in for another national championship. They fell a little bit short, but none the other. You have to really like to respect that, you know, a guy like this at that level decides to, you know, go after one more championship and relish in the, the atmosphere of collegiate football. With that said, you got Najee Harris going one. You got Clemson, Travis Etienne going number two. Who's the third back off the board for you, Justin? Well, I think in terms of, you know, right there, a guy I know you are high on and like from, from you know, North Carolina, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, in terms of the, the running backs that they have there, obviously they had, you know, two uh, running backs there, but probably the, the better of the two is a lot of people's, there's Javante Williams out of North Carolina. Again, the bigger of the backs, uh, 5'10", 220 pounds. Uh, you know, people are thinking, hey, he's probably a, you know, number one running back in the NFL, you know, even though he shared time there at college. Again, I think that helps in terms of, hey, he doesn't have all the tread on his tire, but he's got the, the show. He showed power and quickness as a runner, um, is be able to, for his pick up the blocks, he's physical, um, you, you know, for his run in between the tackles. Probably doesn't have the, the catching ability, maybe that Najee and Travis Etienne. That's why I have him down as my third uh, running back. You know, he's got the ability to, for his, you know, soft hands and, and quality hands for his able to run routes. But I think as far as Najee and Travis Etienne are better at that catching the football. And I think that's where the league has gone. And you need that running back to be able to catch the football there. So, again, that's why I put those guys ahead. But I have heard, you know, from people in the league that some teams have Javante Williams as their number one running back. And, and and it wouldn't surprise me, let's say, if the Buffalo Bills decide to, you know, take him in the first round, you know, instead of a, a far as a uh, Najee Harris or a Travis Etienne. So, again, like we said, I think this is the cluster of these top three, and, and a lot of teams have these guys all in different orders. But still, to me, in terms of catching the football, he's a little bit behind of those other two, and that's why he's the number three running back for me. Yeah, you know, and I, I was so glad you brought that up that a John Devontae Williams out of North Carolina, he could sneak into the first round. It, it reminds me, and, you know, he, his career hasn't panned out, but, you know, when Seattle drafted Rashad Penny, you know, that, in the first round, that was a little bit of a weird move. You know, first round 2018, it was a surprise pick. They had a ground game, and you thought, where are they going with this? And he was a little bit off the radar in terms of who was the number one back. And I think that's great insight in terms of Williams could be that guy. We don't know what teams are thinking internally. And we see it year after year, draft after draft that, you know, we get caught up in lists and, 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 and names and lo and behold, there's the teams have done their homework and there's always a little bit of uh strangeness that goes on on Thursday night. And it, it, you know, that could definitely be a guy that comes off the board number one. I want to be shocked as well. Najee Harris one. He has Travis ATM two and North Carolina's Javante Williams three. That brings us to the fourth running back, Justin. Who's coming off the, as the fourth back now? Well, again, another guy I know you're high on, um, Kenny Gainwell from Memphis. Uh, he he was a guy who decided to sit out the 2020 season. Uh, didn't come back obviously because of COVID-19 concerns. Um, there, so he prepared for the 2000, you know, 21 NFL draft. He's a guy who's, you know, was a playmaker there at Memphis. Kind of a long strider, 5'11", 191 pounds. He's ex- he's fast. He's explosive. Uh, again, he's a guy who can he can be that three down back. He's not a great in terms of in that pass pro, and that's where that's where he's going to have to improve on. Again, the level of competition was different. 
uh, than these top three backs. Uh, there probably you know is, can can line up in the slot and and do things as a receiver. You know he had he had a guy who you know in 2019 he caught 51 passes for 610 yards and 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 you know scored three touchdowns there. So in terms of being just a versatile weapon, I think that is what he's got. Is he a physical back downhill as much as uh, Najee Harris? No, or Javante Williams? No, but is he a versatile back? who, hey, you want to get the, the, the ball into his hands, yes, I think he's explosive. I think he's a guy who is going to go higher than what people are talking about right now. I don't think he's a first-round pick, but I think he's uh, you know one of those guys who, in day two on Friday, uh, when I know as far as you know, you're, you're there in front of uh, your TVs watching the ESPN, the NFL uh, network coverage, the ABC, because I know you love in terms of you know the, the draft as much as all of us, uh, there and as far as I think people are going to say, hey, who is this? You know, Kenny uh, Gainwell out of Memphis. He didn't even play last year. And you know, Bo, <laughs> he's a guy who's who's talked about him sooner than anybody else. And, and I know you're a big fan of him. And he, you know, again, and I think as far as your evaluation of him is is 100% spot on in terms of being that talented. Yeah, I like him. You know, in Memphis, you know, they got that. They're, you know, they've been a sneaky school in terms. You know, Antonio Gibson last year, Tony Pollard. Um, they've had quality running backs that had NFL shots as well. You know, they might not have made that impact, but uh, they're a sneaky uh, – Memphis Tigers are a sneaky program, right, in terms of uh, developing NFL quality running backs. And uh, I hope, because I just enjoy watching them play, that, uh, you know, Gainwell continues uh, that Memphis tradition they have of late and uh, have some success. So we got four off the board, and we got the fifth running back. And now – is this going to be a third-round running back, or you think we're going to go to day three and see a fourth-round running back for this fifth one? You know, I, again, I think, you know, like we had talked, you know, before in terms of these four, and then and then where do you go? You know, I mean, and that's, I think that's the, the hard part is that who is that fifth, you know, running back? You know, is it is it Trey Sermon? Is it you know, Kalen Hill out of, out of Mississippi, you know, you know, State? You know, um, is it – Larry Roundtree out of Memphis, you know, is it uh, Chubba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State? You know, where where do you go? I mean, that's that's the that's the biggest question, you know. There, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, you know, what we saw last was the best, and that's why I would I would stick with Trey Sermon out of the as far as Ohio State, you know. But I'm not sold on hey, he's definitely you know the fifth guy. I think just kind of what we saw, you know, kind of in that Big Ten championship, you know, run that Ohio State had, the yards he had against Northwestern, which was a good, not a great defense. What, you know, for when he went out in that national championship game, how it hurt them, what he was able to do against Clemson. You know, so I think in terms of just the, hey, what we saw last, what he put on film, the most recent is probably what he, you know, why he's number five, but I think as far as Kalen Hill from Mississippi State or Chubba Hubbard, you know, those guys, or as far as even, you know, Roundtree, those guys could be right there and be that fifth running back. I don't think we'll see. I think we're probably going to go, you know, these, the four and the first, you know, again, late one in the second rounds. This guy's probably a day three guy, you know, so when you're eating your chips and salsa, there, you know, on, on Saturday afternoon, you know, that's when a Trey Sermon probably, you know, goes off the board there. But, again, he's a physical back. And, again, I think that's what some teams are looking for. Hey, you know, yeah, it's great to try to get all, you know, whether it's a, 
uh, for as a you know, guy who can run and catch the ball. But if you've got one skill set that you can do well, you know, a lot of coaches want to say, okay, what can this guy do? Great. Not, don't tell me what he can't do. Tell me what he can do. And as far as Trey Sermon in terms of running downhill, being physical, having explosiveness, that's what he has as far as good size and different things like that. So if you wanted a change of the pace, you know, back there to, let's say, as far as uh, the Detroit Lions with DeAndre Swift, you know, a guy who's electric, you want, to, you want to throw him the ball, you want him to get him out in space and different things like that, but then you want to come back with a 220-pound as far as bowling ball, and then you give the ball to a Trey Sermon, you know, there. So I think in terms of, you know, kind of a he's not a he's not an every down back, he's not a kind of a fixture in terms of being a, a fantasy star, but I think he's a, he's definitely a guy who's, who's going to, you know, be a, you know, have a role in an offense of being that physical running back. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we talked about Bama. I think we could say the same thing about Ohio state in terms of, you know, producing top quality running back going to have an impact at the next level. And Sermon is, he's a, He's a unique guy, and obviously, you know, the prospect rankings, four- or five-star athlete coming into uh, Columbus, and he leaves there with uh, plenty of accolades and, you know, definitely going to be in the mix. Now, now this is, a, this is really fun. Again, now we're going to go with your sleeper. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be a guy from a, a JUCO school. He could still be from a Power 5 conference. But nonetheless, who's one of these guys that you just personally pretty excited about that you think is going to have a good NFL career running the football? Well, I think a guy who's off the radar, who was in a kind of a, a three-headed monster for his you know, running back, is, is Trey Regis from Louisiana Lafayette. Again, another big back, you know, 5'11", 218 pounds. You know, he, he was a guy who, with, you know, as far as he had other running backs who were around him. But you look back in, in 2018, he had over 1,100 yards. You know, in 2019, he averaged seven yards a, a, a touch. He had 11 touchdowns. You know, I think this guy who, you know, again, got good size, probably is not going to get drafted until the fourth, fifth, you know, sixth type round there, you know, but can come in there and be. We, we saw in terms of what Jacksonville did with their running backs, an undrafted guy from Illinois State, uh, James Robinson. He, he far as led, led the team there. So it's about opportunities. It's about where you get there. But you also have to have the talent. And I think, you know, he does. I think he's a sleeper guy, somebody that you want to keep your eye on, and, you know, and can be a guy who can be, again, a, a, that, that change of pace type running back. We're seeing that you know, yeah, in the I, NFL uh, with, with two, you know, two three-headed monsters that you want a lot of different type of styles of, of running backs there. Yeah, I, I can't believe you pulled out Trey Regis. I We had him on the program, and uh, just a great kid, and we had a lot of personal – or not shit, but just uh, – some NFL personnel, uh, you know, we reached out to, and they said, uh, you know, definitely a guy, just as you mentioned, that's going to be a guy under the radar, sort of a small school kid, Louisiana Lafayette, but nonetheless, uh, he, yeah, man, you know that. I mean, I know you know. I know you know. It's not like yeah, I, you know, any doubt there, but it's just fun to hear you say that in terms of all the positive feed that that I've heard about him. Um, up to this point, and you just kind of add more accolades on to Trey Regis as, uh, you know, as that sleeper back. And you know, I, I think this whole, I mean, Jake Funk out of Maryland, uh, a guy that you see, uh, you know, I know he had a weird career at uh, Michigan, but when you watch him play, I mean, Chris Evans is a is a stud, uh, Jarrett Patterson out of Buffalo. I mean, there's just a lot of 
unique guys that I think can, you know, we're not saying these guys are going to be the Christian McCaffrey's of the National Football League, but, uh, you know, it, it takes time. And, you know, we could have said the same thing about Joyke Bell when he was coming out of Wayne State. You just never know where these guys are going to come out of. Philip Lindsay, uh, like you mentioned, James Robinson, you know, it's, it's always easy to say it afterwards, but in the moment, you know, it's, it's a hard stretch. Um, Justin, fabulous show, and we appreciate you. And we're going to get to the receivers next week, and that's going to be a tough time because it's a pretty deep class. I mean, yeah, it's going to – I don't even know where you begin because you only can pick five. So there's going to be a, a lot of decision-making on your part. Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, those, those uh, receivers – and there's there's guys. I mean, I think we we could see three receivers go in the top ten, maybe. You know, uh, you know. I don't know. You know. Again, we we talked. We talked about a couple of the, the Bama guys. What do you say? Yeah, I said, and those could go in any order. You could go Waddle Smith, Chase, Chase Waddle Smith. I mean, there's a right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, again, I think that's I think that's the interesting part of as far as the draft standpoint there of. You know, this year, you know, before, you know, there's always been, the, okay, he's the number one receiver. Oh, he's, he's, you know, the number one running back. Oh, he's the number one, you know, offensive tackle. There's, there's been that, you know, mark of demarcation that everyone's kind of got that consensus. You know, you know, and, you know, but this year, like, like as far as the running backs, like we talked about, I, you could see Javante Williams being the number one running back and people go, who? You know, and, and or you know, and, and you know, and you know, Najee Harris being the third back taking off, you know, the board, and he's a guy who won the national title, you know, you know. But I think that's the that's the beauty of this year's draft. And again, I think some of the things have happened because we ha- we've had guys who's opted out, uh, Gainwell opted out. You know, we'll talk about as far as you know, Jamar Chase. You know, as far as next show, he didn't opt out. You know, he's excuse me, he opted out as well. A guy like you know, Devontae Smith didn't. A guy like Jalen Waddle, he fought, you know, to get back after his ankle injury. So I think in terms of, uh, as far as COVID, you know, played some part of this in terms of how we didn't have a normal, uh, far as, uh, far as season. And then one people things don't really want to realize as far as those NFL scouts, they weren't able to get on campus during the season to be able to evaluate these guys, see them in person, as far as talk with the, you know, um, the academic advisors, uh, the weight room coaches, you know, et cetera, there, be able to get some insight on who these guys are. Yeah, they were able to interview people on Zoom, but it's not the same thing as of, hey, you know, you know, hey, let's just let's talk about, you know, hey, this guy's character. Oh, hey, how good are his, you know, you see a guy who shows up to classes. He got, you know, you know, as far as where you don't feel like, hey, it's all being recorded and different things like that, where you can really get some, some insight. They, the scouts weren't able to do that, and they are, weren't able to be able to see these guys in person and be able to get their eyes on him. And I know in terms of you, when you're scouting for you know, the CFL and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, you want to be able to, to be able to body type a guy and go, okay, yeah, he really is 6'2". Okay, yeah, he's got wide shoulders. Oh, no, his shoulders are kind of, you know, can't put any, on any more weight on there. Oh, you know, in terms of, okay, yeah, he is, he has that live arm there. So, um, uh, you know, I think seeing those guys in person, I think that's why uh, this draft is going to be even more fascinating than normal. Yeah, and it is. It's always, you know, we're the diehards. We were the guys in in the old days that would uh, 
sit in the darkness of our basements on all day Saturday and all day Sunday for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours when each pick it seemed like it took four hours for one selection and uh and but we were there now it's a fast paced thing made for prime time um Justin, I have to ask because you're a, you're a uh, Michigan man. Uh, your brother Jared loves those Detroit Lions. What did you and your brother make of the Matthew Stafford trade? You know, it, it's hard to see a guy like that go. Um, you know, and we, I think the fans, you know, all wish you know Matthew and his wife, you know, the best. You know, there with the Rams. But I think we, you know, as far as the fans knew, hey. You know, it's going to take some rebuilding. I think everybody was excited uh, with the with the Dan Campbell and the uh, as far as uh, uh, the, the hire of the GM there. Uh, so I think that was the excitement of, as far as the Lions fans. But they also know that hey, this is it's, it is a rebuild, and you know, hey, can Jared Goff be the quarterback? But again, you're going to have to surround that guy with talent. And so again, Matthew Stafford, you know, brought the, the you know Lions back. Now, he didn't win a playoff game, and that's what his detractors are going to say. But, again, it was fun watching that guy sling it. And, and you know, but I think we all, as far as Lions Nation, you know, we're, we're like, hey, you got two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. It was for, you know, Brad Holmes and, and uh, Dan Campbell in terms of those guys, that new regime. I think it was time to turn the page. And, again, we hope, you know, in, you know for Stafford goes out there and, and wins a Super Bowl with the, the L.A. Rams. Awesome stuff. Justin, you are the best. We appreciate you sharing your night with us as we covered the quarterbacks and running backs. Next week we'll be off the wide receivers and tight ends, and then we'll get the groups of uh, those offensive linemen and defensive linemen. We we were joking around before we went live on this show that, uh, you know, we're not going to get a lot of clicks and people aren't going to be that interested in hearing about the uh, top five right tackles. Nonetheless, I'm curious, but nonetheless, our listeners, uh, there's still always that, I think, that uh, skill position that uh, just kind of, you know, that's the appetite for the audience. But nonetheless, you're the best. Stay safe out there. And uh, with no combine, maybe I'll see you at the Hall of Fame if they kick that off. I think they are. Uh, maybe I'll see you in Canton this summer. <laughs> man, that's, that's, uh, I hope so. So, man, you have a great one. I look forward to uh, talking with Forge when we do the wide receiver stuff. Awesome stuff. Once again, that is Justin Van Fulpen, the NFL Draft Guru, always kind enough to take some time to join us here on the C2P. You can check him out at Football Next Level. Great insight. You can also follow him on Twitter at JVanFulpen. I'm your show host, Bill Marshani. Remember, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Bruce Spout, I think every possible outlet that uses a podcast, you can find that download. So, as always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us here on the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver 
I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.